I wanted to preach about evangelism and about being a hero in our day-to-day life. Uh, so uh, we're going to begin and talk about superheroes in our lives. We have a couple videos and uh, um, going to talk more about evangelism. American pulp culture. We have always loved superheroes as Americans in comic books and movies. Uh, today is no stranger to that. I know that if you go to a movie or watch a TV or uh, stream on an app, uh, you'll have a lot of options for uh, uh, stories about superheroes, and some of them good, some of them not. Uh, but we are inundated with superheroes nowadays. And that has always been the case in our, as Americans. Um, when I looked into the very first uh, superhero in, um, in American culture, I found two uh, superheroes I've never heard of before. Maybe some of you have heard of them, uh, but I did not. Uh, one was Mandrake the Magician. Uh, okay, I've never heard of him. And The Clock. I, I did not write down his superpower, uh, so I could only imagine what his superpower was. But uh, uh, superheroes in the American cultures uh, started around the 1930s, and then also in the 1930s, uh, Superman, Spider-Man, those other superheroes that we are very fond of uh, uh, were created around that time. Um, but even before America was started, uh, individuals and people always had uh, dreams and imaginations about superheroes. We learned in school about the ancient Greeks and Romans, uh, about their characters, Thor and Zeus, uh, how they had these uh, supernatural and superpowers that uh, was beyond belief. Why do we uh, uh, enjoy uh, stories about superheroes? Well, it's entertaining for the most part, and it's fun to imagine uh, the superheroes and watch stories written about them on the big screen. Uh, but when I watch superheroes, uh, after I'm watching, done watching the show, I like to draw comparisons to real life. Uh, and remember the real heroes in our lives, such as soldiers who fight for our freedom, those who help the helpless, and those who stand up for injustice. Those are the real heroes. And uh, whenever you're watching the superhero video, uh, if, if you can have that opportunity to thank uh, those who are heroes around you, to think about that, uh, that's a really good habit. And as we talk about today, uh, we're talking about how you can be a hero in your life. Um, in our real life, we have those heroes who do good on a daily basis. And those who help one person at a time with things that are small but are important. And we can all do good in our lives, and we can serve others. What is a hero? What does a hero do? Why do we give someone uh, the name of a hero? It's because they serve others without getting a reward. Or they sacrifice something that they have for someone else's well-being. So in the light of talking about heroes, superheroes, and how we can be here in life, I found a fun video that I think brings a great point across that I wanted to share with you today. Hello, so you ready to be taken down? Do you have a favorite superhero? Yep, he's the best. Nuh-uh, my superhero is the best. What can your superhero do? My superhero isn't afraid of 
anything. Whenever they need it. He even helps cats. Help! My cat is stuck in the tree! come true in the day, nothing is impossible for my superhero to defeat. wants to teach me to be a superhero just like him. You are an expert in God's law. What does God say? Love God with all of your heart and your neighbor as yourself. You're right. Do that and you'll have eternal life. Unlike some superheroes, mine knows where his powers come from. Hey, Dad! My favorite superhero isn't Superman or Batman or Wolverine or Iron Man. My favorite superhero is better than all of those combined. <laughs> my favorite superhero is my dad. Mine too. Heads up! <laughs> Who's ready for a water balloon fight? Heroes come in all shapes and forms, and, and we can all be heroes doing the little things that matter. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, being a dad video, it kind of gets me a little bit there. Um, however, uh, the Bible tells us that being a real hero is hard, because as the Bible tell us, tells us, we're all born sinful and selfish people. 
in Psalms 51.5, it puts it plainly that surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Unfortunately, the Bible tells us a truth that is not natural for us to serve others. It is not natural to sacrifice the things we hold dear and to help those who cannot repay us. Sadly, if we were a character in a comic book, we would more likely be the villain than the hero. Jesus also points this out in Matthew 7.13. There's a lot of places in the Bible. Uh, I just spoke of Psalm 51.5. Jesus points this out, this fact that we are uh, by nature sinful. In Matthew 7.13 he says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. The truth of the matter in our lives is if we want to become heroes, if we want salvation, we have to point ourselves to God, or otherwise we're on a path to destruction, and most likely will lead others that way and become a villain ourselves. And no one wants to become a villain. As I was doing this lesson about uh, evangelism and about being a hero, uh, this, this point right here, that we are most likely become a villain than a hero really struck me hard. It sounds a little depressing. It sounds uh, a negative, but uh, I found it to be something uh, that uh, spurred me on to uh, say, what can I do in my life to make sure I am being a hero? What are some things that we can do to ensure that I'm not the villain? Um, when we think of villains and heroes, we, uh, we automatically associate Christians as being the heroes, but that is not the truth. Uh, being a villain applies to Christians and non-Christians alike. As Christians, we are saved by the belief in the gift of the salvation from Jesus Christ. When we become Christians, we're all given the tools needed to be great heroes in our lives. We are given the Holy Spirit the Bible, we are given spiritual gifts, spiritual armor, and many promises from God. However, not all Christians choose to follow God and be a hero. We may be saved, but we still may be the villain. Christians can choose to turn away, ignore the peril, people in peril, and people who are hurting. So we need to make it a point to become a hero in our lives on a daily basis and do the things that we need to do to become heroes and stay the hero. God calls us to be saved, to save us from hell, to believe in him and become heroes in our lives. So we have to remember and work on that hero part on a daily basis. If you don't strive to be the hero, you'll end up the villain. Because with God there is no middle ground. Revelations 3, 15 through 16 reminds us of that. God tells us, tells us in this, uh, Revelation 3, 15 through 16, that I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Being a hero in our lives requires constant vigilance. That means we need to make a point of about reminding ourselves about the right thing to do or the hard thing to do. We need to train and practice 
That's why most of us are here today. We're here to encourage one another, to listen to Scripture, to remind us of our duty uh, day in, day out as Christians and as uh, heroes in our lives. Unlike the movies, however, as you may have uh, uh, thought, uh, you might uh, know where I'm going from here. Uh, Unlike the movies with superheroes, we do not become a hero overnight. We don't accidentally slip in a scientific accident or get hit by a cosmic event and gain super powers. Uh, Our lives are more like a Rocky movie. I don't know if anyone's seen Rocky movies, but uh, Rocky movies is where he will uh, have a big fight at the end, but he has to practice. He has to focus. He has to train and live out his life so they can meet his goals and dreams. Only find it about um, afterwards that all that work and constant uh, vigilance uh, ended up uh, to something heroic in his life. We kind of see this in popular culture, going back to the movies and TVs. Um, I, I've been seeing this in some of the shows uh, that they are uh, making up with superheroes. Uh, you'll see some uh, dispre- depressing and uh, um, sometimes inappropriate, but still it makes this point uh, about some stories where uh, people do get superpowers and uh, because they don't have a good heart or they have not earn that superpower, uh, they turn that superpower that you would normally think would uh, make you into a superhero and become the villain. So in the same way, we need to, as Christians and as people, is to train hard to remain a hero and not become the villain. Uh, For the rest of so as we talk about being a hero, I wanted to talk more about evangelism. I wanted to talk about our responsibility as Christians with uh, sharing uh, the truth and love with, uh, of Jesus to others, and especially those who do not know about Jesus. I had another video I wanted to share, reminding us not to be the villain and to be the hero, uh, and then we'll talk more about uh, evangelism and sharing our faith with others. myself have to remind myself that those around us that don't know about Jesus are going to hell and it's like letting someone go over a waterfall without trying to stop them it is up to them if they want to get out of the canoe and save their lives but it's up to us to tell them about Christ 
non-Christians, those who don't believe in Jesus, are in the greatest peril that we could ever imagine. And this is the opportunity for us to be heroes. Not knowing the life-saving truth of the salvation of Jesus Christ is the most important thing out there. Evangelism is one of the ways that we as Christians can be heroes to others. Sharing the love of Jesus through our talk, through our relationships, walking with others, sharing them, sharing with them our faith, showing them the truth of the Bible, and showing them how to become a believer in Jesus Christ is not something natural. It is God-given uh, ability, but it's something that we need to work on, and I know in my life I have to remind myself of that fact. And there are many things we can do to be a hero in our lives, and this is maybe the most important thing we can do follow God's will and save others. Uh, so, as we spoke, being a hero requires constant vigilance, training, practice, reminders. Um, my wife attended uh, evangelism uh, training seminar uh, that provided some uh, um, documentation. They had, um, it was a couple weeks worth of training. Uh, they went over this uh, documentation uh, they memorized it, and then they practiced it between each other, and then they went out on the streets and uh, talked to people about Jesus. So I thought, since we're talking about being heroes, talked about um, training ourselves up uh, to spread God's word, that I wanted to share that uh, documentation with you. These are things that you might already have, uh, maybe things that you've already memorized, maybe not. But I know for me, it's been very helpful to uh, remember this uh, uh, and also to have it on hand uh, is something that you look at on a regular basis. Uh, Ian, could you come up and help? And Leah, Leah, come up and help. Uh, so uh, um, my wonderful children will hand these out. I don't know if I have one for everyone, uh, but you might have to take one for family. Uh, and if needed, we can get more copies if, if you wanted a copy for yourselves. Uh, this is uh, basically where it came from. So you could uh, turn, turn those, uh, cut those sheets out and make your own little booklet. That's something that you can have on your side. But again, as uh, Christians, we can get distracted by our day-to-day -day life and, and forget about focusing things uh, like this, like evangelism. So uh, having those things where uh, you don't lose them or they're available to the store in, in your glove, glove box or, or somewhere that uh, is easy to access. Um, you know, that is one, one uh, thing we can do to become better um, prepared to be heroes in people's lives. So um, I just wanted to go, we're not going to go through the whole outline, uh, but... Uh, uh, I'll go through a couple things here I wanted to point out, and then you can take that home and uh, read it. It's a great uh, uh, outline for sharing your faith with others. It gives you the uh, words to speak. If you may not be eloquent in words, you can uh, literally have it in front of you as you uh, share uh, uh, your faith with other people. Uh, this outline would be uh, for you talking to someone who is interested in Jesus, someone that you m may have a relationship or someone who is 
really motivated to talk to you about Jesus. So it wouldn't be someone who's hostile to talking about Jesus. You know, there's a, there's a situation for, for every conversation. Uh, you might have someone who's hostile to speaking about Jesus and they're attacking you. Uh, they are trying to find your weak spot and trying to prove uh, because uh, prove God is not existent. Uh, this is not uh, for that type of argument, for that kind of discussion. This is for someone who is interested in hearing about Christ, who trusts uh, that you have a life-saving answer to um, a freedom and salvation from sin. Uh, so this is, uh, on the first page, uh, they're, they're little sections. They might not be in exact order, and I apologize for that, but they are marked on the top. Uh, so on the uh, slide number one is the basic gospel outline. I wanted to highlight this because if anything, as Christians, we should all know this outline. Uh, we should have uh, uh, some sense of this outline and we should have it uh, memorized. Um, uh, uh, and the outline goes at, such as this, grace, man, God, Christ, and faith. So grace is heaven's free gift is not earned or deserved and we are sinners and we cannot save ourselves thankfully though there is a God there is a God that is merciful and just he's merciful so he does not want to punish our sins however he is just and he must punish the sins or otherwise he wouldn't be a good God so therefore God being just and merciful gave us Christ Jesus Christ who is and was both God and man. And what he did for us is he died on the cross to pay for the penalty for our sins and rose from the dead to prove that he purchased our salvation, a place for us in heaven. And what do we need to do? We need to have faith. Saving faith is not just something we know or something that's temporary. It's eternal, it's everlasting, it's trusting in God for eternal life. So I just read through this basic outline. Uh, to be honest, I don't have it memorized word for word here, but um, I was just talking to you plainly and, and looking at, at the outline, and, and, and that's basically what you could do. If someone's asking you, how do I become a Christian? How do I turn my life around? Uh, I, I am hurting. I know I am doing wrong. How do I get out of this? Um, this one little piece of paper, these five points, can uh, you can share a gospel with someone. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out through uh, this information is uh, uh, the number uh, item number two, the slide number two, is questions you can ask. So this would be, uh, if you are uh, walking alongside a road and you're on an evangelistic crusade, you're, you're with a group and you want to make a point and go out and share, share your faith with strangers, uh, here, here are two questions. It doesn't have to be a stranger, but uh, uh, these work very well with strangers where you could go up to a stranger and ask him these two questions and, and may have that opportunity to share your faith if they're interested beyond these two questions. Uh, number one, are you 100% sure that if you died today, you would go to heaven? 100% sure. 
And then suppose you were to, to die today and stand before God, and he would say to you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? Those two questions pretty much make it plain if someone is a Christian or not, or someone who's not 100% secure in their faith with Jesus Christ. Uh, from those questions, if uh, they answer no, or if they answer I don't know, uh, then uh, and they're open to hearing the gospel, you can go back to uh, slide number one and start sharing uh, the message of salvation with uh, a stranger or a friend. Uh, the rest of the slides will give you um, Bible references for each point uh, that are, are great for memorization or the have on hand. And uh, then in the documentation and uh, the other slides, there are illustrations. These are uh, illustrations you'd want to uh, learn and memorize, and they could uh, um, uh, help when, when others around you have questions. And uh, you want to, you know, when, uh, when I'm working in my line of field with computers, I work with people that, uh, that have some knowledge in computers and very little knowledge in computers. So whenever I try to explain them uh, what needs to be fixed on their, their machines, um, sometimes I like to use illustrations. And uh, the gospel and the Bible is, is no uh, stranger to that. In the Bible, we read many illustrations on uh, helping us understand God's will and God's call in our lives. So there is no reason we can't use illustrations when we share uh, uh, the salvation and, and the truth of the Bible. Uh, so in this booklet here with the slides, it has a lot of great illustrations to share with other people uh, that would help them understand and and. Uh, um, get a sense of what it means to become a Christian.